All right, what's up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Real Talk, and I'm super pumped. This week, we have Sean Tobias Ambrius. He is a Sergeant First Class in the United States Army, where he serves in the military police. He has two bronze stars with valor and a purple heart. He's the author of the book called Ghosts of the Valley, telling the story of military police deployed in the mountainous regions of Afghanistan and how they helped to shape mountain warfare. It also shows an in-depth look at the honor and sacrifices of those soldiers. He wrote this book in hopes of sharing the stories of these soldiers and providing resources and opening up the conversation on PTSD to allow real and raw conversations around it. So Sean, take it away. Tell us your story, man. <clears throat> yeah. So again, my name is Sean Ambries. Uh, I'm originally from Los Angeles, California, 31 years old, no kids, married my wife, Amy, for nine years, uh, two dogs. I live a pretty simple life, pretty average life, nothing crazy. I joined the military out, out of high school just because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And of course, I was like any other 18 year old that, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll just do five years and I'll come back and be a cop, LAPD or something. And they were like, perfect. We got a perfect job for you, be an MP. So I joined the MP Corps not really knowing what it all entailed. And since then, I've been in for just over 12 years. Uh, my career has been a an amazing, blessed career, uh, you know, filled by just so many great people that have actually helped me get to where I'm at. But I've had a very abnormal MP career um, as far as uh, I've never pulled anyone over, given a ticket. Uh, I've, I've worked in more other jobs at MOSs than I have my own. Now that I'm here at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, as an instructor, it's my first time I don't have any soldiers underneath me. <clears throat> and, uh, and I'm sure we'll hit on this, but, you know, with PTSD, you know, it adapts to your situation. And now that I don't have any soldiers here, I don't have any distractions. I don't have any late night phone calls, no field cycles. So it's just a lot of time to myself. And uh, a lot of that time led to, it was leading me down some places I haven't been in some time. So I figure uh, a lot of people were telling me I should write this book. And so I, I went and sat down and within two months the book was complete man in two months you wrote the whole book yeah yeah man that is crazy so i i actually want to dive right into the book so tell us a little bit about it the inspiration the intent behind it i, I honestly didn't know what i was doing or how i was going to do it I, I think i wrote it in two months because i didn't know what i was doing i think a good writer probably takes the time they do outlines they have drafts they you know they have such critical thinking that goes into their their artwork and i was just yeah, let's do it and i just started typing away and and the next thing you know it was done i was like holy crap like yeah but the book itself is it's a fairly easy read. Like I said, I write, I write like a fifth grader. So um, I try to keep it at that military level that most most veterans are going to be able to, it's going to uh, grasp their mind. Uh, it's going to be easy to read. <laughs> I, the book is actually going into, uh, as we as we speak, it's actually going into AFES. So it'll be on all the major installations, clothing and sales and stuff. <laughs> and I say that because when I originally wrote the book, the rules were I had to take out the, I think it was 46 fuck and motherfuckers out of the book. <laughs> There's too much. There's too much cuss words for AFES. So I had to replace a lot of the stuff, and and I say that because uh, the, the authenticity of the book is is very grunt, uh, knuckle dragger type style. I narrate the book, and I, there's a lot of internal dialogue as you read it and italicized. That's actually me thinking in that moment. Um, so it's it was a different style um, that I just kind of made up on the fly because again, I don't have any experience in this. But the but the book itself is ten chapters. Nine of the chapters are readable chapters, um, so it's a fairly short book, maybe 140 pages without pictures. The tenth chapter chapter is plethora of resources for veterans, um, phone numbers, websites, things that veteran affairs or other things have to offer. Now, I've, I'm still in the military, so I've never processed that transition phase. Book, they have those resources available to them. The purpose of this book is, like you said, kind of just open doors for other veterans. Me being a senior non-commissioned officer is an E7. 
it, it, we're just not known for producing books and being the voice, you know, for those types of books. And I wanted to kind of break that stigma and show other enlisted that like, you don't need to be an officer or well-educated to put yourself out there in a vulnerable state and be successful. Um, and then hopefully this will help other veterans tell their stories or want to maybe write a book or whatever the case may be that helps them cope with whatever they're dealing with. But I think it's kind of commendable that opening up the gates to say, hey, like anyone can tell their story and it doesn't matter who you are, you have a story. That's one of the biggest things that I try to get across, across in this podcast that, you know, whether you're a veteran, active duty, you know, you start a business from the ground up, you, whatever it is, everyone has a story and that story can impact someone if you just have the courage to tell it. Exactly. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your journey with PTSD and that kind of thing, because I think everyone's journey is a little different. Uh, tell us a little bit about the journey for you and some of the things that helped you. The platform as to why the book was written. And I talk about this in the book. My, my NCOs, when I got to my first duty station, my first unit, I'd gotten to a company that just got back from Iraq. The the guys who didn't, are, you know, already PCS, the company was filled of Iraq veterans who just got back from war. And I'm fresh cherry out of basic. The one thing that I commended those NCOs for, and I, I still talk about every day, and it's the reason I am who I am today, is that they were very open about their experiences in Iraq. They weren't, they weren't, they, they didn't shy from it. They're like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. They weren't that, that stereotypical war movie, like, you know, I don't want to go back there and think about that. Yeah, like, that deep stare. Yeah, yeah. No, they were like very cool about it. And uh, they told me what their successes were, what their failures were, so good days, bad days. And I, I just remember, I was just so intrigued, because um, I always wanted to go to Iraq. I just, uh, I just kept asking questions. And, uh, you know, fast forward, my time came and both my deployments come by after each deployment, a way that helped me cope with it is that I would teach my soldiers my experiences that got me to talk about what happened more and more and more. And so it did, it just didn't affect me the first couple of times. Yeah, it was a little rough. I, I felt uncomfortable talking about it. Um, but like I said, oh, you know, a decade, now and uh, I could talk about some of these firefights and it doesn't phase me anymore because it's become a learning experience. I got to pass that experience off to others and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I've never been, when it comes to PTSD, I, I've been very open about it, uh, I, but I've never been like, again, that stereotypical PTSD thing. I have my days, you know, again, nothing crazy. Uh, it was rough when I first got back, you know, like choked my wife in sleeping, like, you know, accidentally like hitting her, uh, yelling in my sleep, all the typical things that you, you, you kind of hear, but I just, I try to do the right things when it comes to coping. But yeah, and then, like I said, just sharing experiences is what helped me with my PTSD. What's on the horizon for you? What are some of the big things you have going on, the things that you're doing, the things you want to try to do inside of the PTSD space, helping veterans and military? Mm-hmm. So Rocco's a good friend of mine now, and I, and I recently teamed up with him, um, and he's starting a company called Veteran. And essentially, he's just raising a crap ton of money right now. Um, that's like phase one. Phase two, or the final phase really, is uh, his vision, which I've uh, his, I've aligned my vision with his, is that he wants to open up a clinic that's going to pretty much outdo the VA. It's going to accept the same insurance uh, from Tricare or the VA insurance. And, and I know this might offend a few people, uh, but I agree with him. Like the 22 push-ups, just like the like the things that I mean, they're great things that bring awareness to PTSD. But the question that was asked was okay, but whose life did that save? Like, what did that do for us? And our, what did that do for our community? And so he's like, he's he's big into, um, I, I'm tired of talk. Like there needs to be something fucking done. And we need to figure out what it is we're gonna do for our better community. Cause we've been saying since the war started for years now, oh yeah, suicide rates crazy. Oh yeah, it's, it's bad. Let me just do some 22 pushups and see what that does. Me and him are like really pushing. There's more There's more of us out there that are really pushing to like actually affect change. Now, that being said, I understand that like not everybody has 
has a platform like him that can go and just affect change like that to the, you know, to the veteran community. I'm not knocking people for that. It's just that uh, when I sign books, sometimes, you know, uh, if people send me their books or whatever, you know, I, sometimes I don't even know these people and I'll put my phone number in there. Like, my per- and I probably shouldn't, you know, with today's technology and stuff. But I was like, no, like if these people need help, like, I, you know, I want to be there, you know, for, for anyone. So, um, and that's why I share these stories that, that those experiences, those, those t-shirts I get to wear uh, because of those experiences help validate, you know, that, that everything I'm trying to do is coming from the heart essentially. So um, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to team up with as many veterans as possible. We'll see uh, whatever projects come my way. I just hope that I can help the veteran community as much as I can. To kind of wrap it up, I have a question that I always throw out to guests that come on. And that question is, uh, what is one piece of advice, one real piece of advice you would give to anyone listening? I, I just, I guess just keep working on you. Uh, you know, I, I've gotten older now. I've got so many injuries I've been dealing with. Uh, my brain's not, you know, as sharp as it once used to be. And uh, I'm watching younger soldiers outdo me on certain things because it's just of my age and stuff. Uh, but I try to, um, I try to have some balance and sacrifice sleep and I sacrifice time with the family. I'm constantly just working uh, or working on myself. And uh, I, you know, I've let myself slack a little bit just because of the surgery and stuff. But, you know, I, I try to, um, you know, I try to message old soldiers. on like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, Oh, nothing. Like you better get to the gym. Like you better outwork me. Like it's a constant motivation thing. So just keep, continue to try to work on yourself and, and, and take others with you. Uh, you should never just be about yourself. You always want to improve yourself for others. But if you're not, if you're not taking people under your wing, um, then you're not really doing anything for the community. So I like that. That's good. Tell people how they can connect with you, what you have going on, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Facebook, Sean Tobias Ambries. There's also a Ghost of the Valley page for the book. And then on my Instagram is Chief Pink Mist, excuse me, Chief underscore Pink Mist. Uh, I don't tweet or anything like that. But if anybody wants to hit me up on those messaging, messaging, uh, you know, platforms, like I said, I'll give my my phone number out, my email, whatever they need, they need help with anything. So and we will link all of that up. And like I said, we'll be giving away a copy of his book. So Sean, thanks for coming on and keeping it real, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. All right, that's a wrap. So if you liked it, be sure to subscribe, rate and review wherever you listened at. And as always, thanks for listening. Keep it real.